You are now entering the Bad Christian Podcast. All right, guys. So if you have not noticed already, we are taking pre-orders of Bad Christian Great Savior. On paperback. Paperback copy. So this is actually something you will receive in the in the mail. I cannot count the number of people who have actually said, eh, I don't I don't like PDF. I don't like the Kindle. Do Are you, you making have- fun of our like actual people that bought the PDF? <laughs> yeah, our supporters. <laughs> I- no, we we're thankful for you. <laughs> Anyway, next week we'll start shipping them out uh, next Tuesday. But between now and then, uh, pre-order them now by going to badchristian.com. Uh, Go to the campaign section. You'll see our Bad Christian store uh, stocked with a coffee mug, sweatshirt, a couple of T-shirts, and uh, that sort of thing too. So, yeah, pre-order your copy right now. Yeah, we send everything in a plain brown wrapper too so no one, none of your neighbors will see what is actually coming it's, in. It's stuff. discreet shipping. Yeah, very discreet shipping. We don't. Uh, we know that what we have isn't. It can be really embarrassing. It could be super embarrassing. Okay, everybody. It's been brought to my attention by my friend Dumpy that Tony Kornheiser calls people knuckleheads on his show and that I should not use that to greet the Bad Christian Pod listeners anymore. So maybe I'll come up with another name, Nitwit, or something else, but you're just going to have to stay tuned and find out. Something else we learned this week is that a lot of Bad Christian Pod listeners are tattletales. A bunch of y'all ratted us out to Pastor Jared Wilson because Toby was talking about him on the podcast last week, and he said he heard we were talking smack and wanted to come on the podcast to clear his name. So although I don't like tattletales, we're glad because at least we got to have an awesome guest like him come be on our show and show you that even... If we said the stuff we said about him, we don't hate him. We're just being who we are. We're just talking. We're just saying stuff that we say, and that should be okay. So don't take yourself that seriously. We don't. Jared doesn't. He came on the show. He's got a great sense of humor. He totally gets it. He said he and his wife were dying laughing listening to our podcast. Turns out he was a great guest, and he's going to be a buddy of ours from now on. So quit trying to pick fights on the Internet, you nitwits. So sit back, enjoy this episode. Go subscribe on iTunes to the Bad Christian Podcast and leave us some stars or a review over there. We appreciate it. Here we go. Yo, I'm T-Rail. This be Jay Svensson. Three, two, one. Hit it. This is the Bad Christian. This is the Bad Christian. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? Are you alive? Are you- all right, okay, all right. That is good. Y'all did a good job. Cut. Cut right there. You don't even like rap music. No, do I do. This is why I feel about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are- Welcome to the Bad now- Christian Podcast, everybody. We are, have a live studio audience. No, we don't have a live studio audience, but I got a sound effects machine, so we're going to start to play around with that. What we're trying to do is make this podcast better. We're trying to make the production value go up, and we're trying to figure out how we can interact on this podcast with each other and our guests because some people criticize us and tell us we're not very good at it. So what do you all think about that? Yes, you are right, Matt, and I agree with the things that you were saying. <laughs> I th- <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I also agree with you, Toby. And All right. I, what I'd like to add to that is uh, what Toby was doing there is a little bit of improv where he's he's going along with what I'm saying and he's adding to it. So and that's first, one of the suggestions well, I, we got is to do a little bit more like improvisational people do. Yeah, Matt and I were talking about it before. He said that we are we suck at interviewing people and that we shut each other down when we're talking. 
because that's how we actually naturally talk. So I'm like, okay, how do we improve on that? I, I see what Matt's saying, but at the same time, I don't want to make our conversation seem fake because when Matt says some dumbass comment, I want to be able to stop and go, not, oh, yes, and Matt, I think I kind of disagree, but here's where oh, you're but right. you know what, though? Let, let me, I want to do that. Let me clarify on that, though. It's totally fine to do stuff like make fun of Joey like we do or tell me that was dumb, but when you go in the middle and just kind of get silent and don't add to it or just change the subject uncomfortably, that is when I think the audience doesn't like it. So if you want to yep. take a vehement nope. opposition I, to how dumb my story is, that works, I think. I, I, I think our audience is really smart, and they realize like when one of us is telling the story and the other two are just like <laughs> silent, they know, oh, yeah, this is... This this, is that is a really hell. dumb, stupid story that I'm glad. <laughs> well, help the audience by telling them it's stupid, and then you continue and move on is what I was Okay, suggest. Matt, this is stupid that we're talking about this. Let me tell you what Toby and I were just talking about right before we hit record. Very good. Actually, before we connected with you. Nice transition. <laughs> That's a good transition. I like it. He's moving here. forward. Well, I shut up. I cannot get this out of my head. Yes, Joey. I, I wrote this down a long time ago uh, for a future discussion, and Toby was looking at it. He's like, man, we should talk about this today. I was like, okay. So here's, here's my deal. I don't see, I think a huge flaw in the theory of evolution is orgasm. All right, and here's why. How did that evolve? So basically, you see mammals. They're motivated to procreate because they're basically getting off. There, there's a lot of mammals that enjoy It feels that. good. It feels good, yes. So before orgasm evolved, what was the motivation? And then how did an orgasm become so intense? Did the ones that didn't experience an intense orgasm just start dying off because they weren't motivated to have sex? And it's just, to me, if that's not a clean-cut uh, indication that there's a creator, I don't know what else is. I mean, do, science, do scientists even deal with that? Do they even talk about that? The only thing I would say, too, though, is that it, like when that actually happens— you you look the ugliest and most terrible you've ever <laughs> looked, and you make the worst sounds that you make ever. So I, that, it's not like, oh man, this is beautiful. I mean, it, like you know, you told us one time you go, oh, <laughs> yeah, did that evolve, Matt? You're you're our uh, resident uh, scientific expert. I am the resident uh, biology expert on here because I did go to pre med biology school for just a little bit of time. And I don't think anything Joey said made a lick of sense. I don't think it's worth necessarily a long uh, explanation of of how sexual pleasure and orgasm would be would productively feed into evolutionary theory and how that there would be natural selection based on the people that got the most pleasure from sex in any way would always be rewarded because they would always have more and more sex. And the other people would anybody or any creature that had less drive for that or less reward would procreate less. Therefore the gene pool would be stacked with any type and all type of sexual pleasure. But the point I'm trying to make is how did the pleasure even come about? It just doesn't make sense. So when a mammal releases seed, I mean, it just started to feel really First good. First of all, you're just talking about so, mammals, and there's, there are a lot of, uh, of species that probably have undeveloped or no orgasm at all, but none, nonetheless, they have instinct to uh, procreate. So procreation was already there, and then any other bonus gratification that would ever come randomly through genetic mutation would always be selected for. So, Matt, I, I still, uh, uh, you know, I guess a, another day maybe when we're actually face-to-face because I still don't see why you don't think it's unbelievable that an orgasm could just start 
evolving towards that. that I, I, I'm saying like, I, we don't, you, you're right, we don't need to get into this, but I think you already are presenting some extremely fundamental, deep uh, misunderstanding of what evolution is and how it works. So I don't. I think you're right. We don't need to quite get into it, but uh, we would have well, to get super technical. To, I think to move forward from here. Well, I think that Matt, I would like to go deeper on a uh, podcast at some point in the future because I think you really have a great perspective as a Christian and as a somebody who really loves science. I mean, you read science articles and and pieces all all the time, and always uh, pretty much push back on when we when we have arguments about you know evolution or. Uh, you know, where mm-hmm. we came from and stuff like that. You have a pretty good perspective for a Christian, I think. I yeah, think we, you're hey, able to look at it both ways. We could get Matt and my brother on at the same time and just have it be, uh, call it the nerd podcast episode. And yeah. it's, it's well, I think th- the thing that's interesting about it is it's weird when I hear anybody on either side or, or when people try to make sides of it. I think that's just kind of bizarre in the first place because it's like if you believe in, let's say, ghosts and then you saw something floating off in the distance, then in the, you know in your world you'll say well so i suppose that was a ghost you know what i mean so if you're a scientist and an orgasm exists you are going to find an evolutionary way to explain that no matter what there will be an explanation and it will come within your worldview and if you're a christian and you maintain no science then when you hear stuff like that you're going to see now you see now that's what proves that this other thing is wrong it's just going to come from your worldview so you're not really in none of those three cases are, is anybody really thinking critically or open to any other perspective if you don't believe something you don't you're not going to believe it so that's why it's not all, a, ever a really good argument i agree with you man i think but one thing i think uh, we can all agree on that it, it is evil evolution yeah that's right i mean we know that it is evil and they're teaching it to our kids <laughs> hey hey listen to this listen you you guys have not been introduced to uh, elementary school yet. Y'all's kids are too young. I actually went to elementary school. I went for to. <laughs> I went for like at least six or seven years. Yeah, as I, parents, I actually was introduced to it. As parents. Oh, okay. And my K five year old daughter, she was listen to the assignment that she was given. Use geometric shapes of household items and build an animal. Okay. <laughs> Let me just start by saying that's not an assignment to my freaking daughter. That is an assignment for mom and dad. And so here I am reading this and I'm just like, listen, I paid my dues. I went through K-5. I went through the fifth grade, through the eighth grade, through the 12th grade. Why am I getting homework? Because there's no way absolutely no way that Gwynny could have done that by herself. So that was hours and hours and hours of me and Priscilla's time. And honestly, I don't think it was a, a huge win. At whoa, all. whoa, whoa. This is, um, I'm not trying to interrupt you. I want to add to this conversation. This I'm is crying, right? This is, I know this is a little bit deeper. I, I, I don't think this is at all about the school system. I think this is about you. Uh, can, can, do you, I don't know how to ask this. Can you, <laughs> this build, is about, this is about geometric no, animals and orgasm. Can, okay. Can, can you build an animal out of shapes? Are you capable of doing that? Did How you learn? many shapes do you know, Joey? Yeah, can you name three shapes? Hey, you're stepping up to the math teacher, baby. Can you name you three shapes? Uh, yeah, like a, whoa, t- whoa. Like a TV. No. Yeah, yeah TV's like, a rectangle. Yeah, that's that's a good start, I mean, Joey. Well, a squiggle? A squiggle? Hey, so anyway, my mind immediately goes to what is the simplest thing that I can do and get this thing over with? And voila, I got two 
boxes of big raisins. Great parenting. Yes. And then <laughs> I got a bunch of, uh, I, I uh, took some wrapping paper and took the tube out of it and cut it up into a bunch of segments and I made a snake. And then Priscilla jumped in. <laughs> Priscilla jumped in and like made it an unbelievable snake and got one of those little party things that you blow and it squiggles out and goes, Wah! and that was the tongue. I mean, it was a great, great project. But all I did was I was like, Priscilla, we are doing a snake. And Gwen was just like, I didn't want to do a snake. I wanted to do an elephant. I'm like, it. And then immediately, I think it was the hand of God. She said, actually, dad, I think I do want to do a snake. It's <laughs> like, praise the Lord. The so, Lord, the Lord I'm, intervened. I'm, yes. I'm not looking at all forward to any education system because I had with, for my daughter, because I had the worst time in school. I never liked or got along with any teachers, maybe two in my whole scholastic career. And, uh, I just, I, I really am going to, I know it's going to just play out just again and again with thinking that her teachers are stupid and stuff like that. So I'm, Matt, I'm definitely not about, looking forward to it. Matt, let's talk about why you didn't get along with your teachers. In the first grade, you took your pants off and you peed all over the classroom. That's not true. In the fifth grade, you dumped no, a bunch No, you know of what? That almost is true. Um, my mom tells the story that when on the first week of kindergarten, the uh, teacher called my parents and said that they're having a problem with me. I, for some reason, I was, at, I thought it was okay to pull my pants down and pee at recess outside. So I was peeing on the playground outside at, as a kindergartner because where I lived, we peed outside all the time. I was the exact opposite in kindergarten. I was such a mama's boy. Like I literally, my mom still tells this story too. And I ran into my kindergarten teacher, Miss Utsi. And, Miss uh, Utsi? Yeah, that was, really? her, that was her name. And I ran into her years later. Like I was in my 20s. And, um, and she said, oh, I, re- I said, I don't, you probably don't remember me, Miss Utsi, but um, I'm Toby Murray. She's like, I do remember you because, and she, you told, were a fat slob. she told this story in <laughs> kindergarten. I actually made my mom stay the whole first day. She had to sit in the <laughs> office and I had to see her. And then she said, and I said, mom, the next day I was like, you have to stay. And she said, I will. And then she's every single day, I, she, she said she had to move to another room. So I was like, oh, my mom's here. And so I thought she was there the entire year. At the, my mom said the very last day, I was like, mom, you can go home today. <laughs> so that so not, so that story shows the origins of two things. It is number one how Toby was a an emo kid who yeah. overly emotional, and that's where all his lyrics came from. And two, the origin of his mom using lying for to <laughs> cover any base. I was totally an emo kid, man. I was so I was always so nervous and shy, especially around girls. I actually remember in kindergarten, I got like a an inch, a half quarter inch, half inch uh, crayon. I don't know why, but I stuck it in my nostril and it wouldn't come out. And I didn't tell the teacher. I walked around. Finally, the teacher was like, hey, you've been walking around for a while doing this. <laughs> I kept doing that. And finally, she like got a pair of, I don't know, something and pulled it out. Do you ever wish y'all could go back to school with your mentality that you have right now? And- no. Be in a kid body, but have this mentality. I mean, listen to this. Listen to what happened to me in middle school. I basically, there's this uh, kid that I, he had we kind of had a falling out. We were really good friends. And all of a sudden he started not liking me for some reason. Well, he had put his legs across mine under the reading table. And so I grabbed his knee thigh area and I just kind of slammed it off my leg. And immediately he was just like, Oh, Joey felt me up. (laughs) And so all of a sudden these other two guys jump in. They're just like, Oh, Joey, I can't believe you're feeling people up and all this stuff. And so I was just like, I mean, I was devastated because they started saying it loud. 
So then recess, some people are saying, hey, what's up, leg feeler and all this stuff. So I go home that day and I'm thinking, wow, thank the Lord that's over. Next day, ride my bike to school. Someone knocks on the school bus as they're pulling into the parking lot. And I look up and they're mouthing the words, you ain't getting my leg. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, how many people know about this? So I get out. I'm in the schoolyard. All the kids are running around and stuff. I'm telling you, about 50 boys surrounded me in a gigantic circle, and they all counted down, one, two, three, and they said, you ain't getting my leg. And so I actually, <laughs> went, real? I actually went into the, my homeroom, and I was holding back sobs. And uh, this one kid kind of came up to me and was just like, hey, man, we're just all messing around. But, I mean, I was, I was absolutely devastated. And so, so why is it that you'd want to go back to that? Because I wouldn't care. I'd go back and I would be like, hey, say that again. I'm going to either punch you out or I don't have time for this. I don't care. Like if 50 grown men surrounded me right now and said, you ain't getting my leg, I'd be like, <laughs> I just put headphones in. I don't give a shit. <laughs> All right. Is there an instance where that could ever happen? <laughs> I think you're exaggerating a little bit. I don't think there were 50 children surrounding you. Hey, in a circle, and they, they all yelled it. They rallied a lot of kids together. The guidance, counselor, the guidance counselor had to get involved. Like, I actually went home. I, oh my went gosh. Up to the teacher. I went up to the teacher, and I said, I have a stomachache. And, and she was just like, Joe, are you sure you're okay? I was like, I just have and then she said, ache. you ain't getting my leg. <laughs> hey, you know what's funny is I tell Priscilla this story, and she gets furious. Like, she's seriously just like, I want to know who that boy is. Like, Do you remember his name? Yeah, JB. Is he still in this area? Uh, he's actually on Facebook, and I have had a great time reconnecting with him. I think he's a super <laughs> nice guy. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Like, if I would have had this man mentality back in school, there would have been so many things different. Yeah, I guess you're right. But I think I would have been way more evil if I'd have known oh, what yeah. I Oh, yeah. I would have cheated yeah. way more because I cheated a ton oh. and did all kind of bad stuff, but I would have done way more. I'd have been I'll, even more disrespectful to my teachers you're, probably. You're going, oh, yeah, this doesn't matter. I can do this, this, and this, and, and that's it. Oh, yeah. See ya. So, like, my daughter, she will seriously freak out if she's not going to get a homework assignment done. Like, she's seriously like, oh, my gosh, I've got to get this done. And it's to a very unhealthy level to where I know deep down inside if she misses one homework assignment, the teacher does not care. Nothing bad is going to happen. But I remember being in her same shoes, thinking the same thing, being like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to get a zero. Do you know what zeros do? I mean, that just kills your grade. And I'm just like, Rosa, please don't worry about it to the point where – I want to almost not do some homework so she can learn that it's no big deal. But it's just, uh, I don't know. The, no, that sounds like a nightmare. I, I'm not looking forward to any of that at all. Yeah. yeah. The education in America, man. God, it really just gets me down. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of thinking how evil I would have been. And, and like, because, I mean, I was bad. I did a lot of really bad things all the time. And I thought, oh, no, I'm doing bad things. And, if I went back now, I'd go, oh, yeah, this is nothing. Yes, no big it's a deal. joke, what I just did. Joe, you didn't get in trouble in school, I'm going to guess. Um, you know, I had two years where I wasn't, uh, I, like, I, I wouldn't call it evil because the teachers still liked me because they could tell I was a good-hearted kid. And when I did something really bad, I would say, I'm sorry, and, like, I was that sort of goody. Mm -hmm. But eighth and ninth grade, I was a hell-raising uh, class clown. Like I just, I uh, was always interrupting class. I was always being sent out of the room and that sort of thing. But when it comes to like suspensions and, 
you know, stealing and graffiti and all that stuff. Never. I mean, like, like I said, even through eighth and ninth grade, the teachers still liked me. I was just a big headache. Like I would, the teacher would be down the hall and I would imitate uh, the intercom and basically say, excuse me, Mr. Smith. And they'd come running down the hall and be like, yes. And the whole class would laugh. And then the teacher would get pissed at me. Then in middle school, I could imitate the bell. Like if the teacher stopped teaching, uh, the last three minutes of class, all the kids are walking around talking and everything. So the noise level is pretty high. Well, I could imitate the bell and the teacher would actually let us out because she thought it was the actual you bell. You should have been in police academy. Wow, yeah. man. Michael yeah. Winslow, baby. You were you really were bad. Yeah, only thing I did was... That, that was definitely hell racing. That, that was awful. I didn't realize. The only thing bad thing I guess I really did was I was the president of the Just Say No Club and also the biggest pot smoker in the whole school. <laughs> And I lied all the time. And, and cut I school cut, and everything else. I cut school so bad that I had to do every Saturday, uh, every extra makeup day. I had to do every single one, and I still failed. When did you start? <laughs> and so we had to go to summer school I to, to graduate. To school. I graduated in summer school. How early were you cutting school? Oh, well, actually, my freshman year of high school, I didn't miss a single day. I loved really? it. Yeah, my freshman year of high school, I thought was the coolest. I was like, oh, man, this is awesome. It's so good. And then by sophomore year, I was like, what in the world am I doing? Well, here, I here's stay what's- at home much whatever. Here's what's crazy is how you and I can be such close friends because exactly what we're talking about right now with our, our background in school, the very first time we met each other, it all culminated right there because I got out of my car, Toby got out of his car, his dad had taken him, my parents take, you know, cause you got to bring the car with all the, you know, luggage and clothes and all that stuff. We we're both RAs. So we were both showing up early we both go into the lobby. I'm like, hey, what's up? I'm Joey. He's like, hey, yeah, what's up? I'm Toby. And there's nobody at the desk, so we can't technically get into our room and start unpacking. And so Toby just goes back behind the counter in the office area trying to find the keys, getting into the key box. And I'm like, <laughs> I actually told him, I said, hey, I don't think we should be doing this. I mean, because it's, it's keys and it's security and maybe we could get in trouble. He and immediately I beat was just like, Joey's ass. <laughs> But he immediately looked at me and was just like, um, no, I don't think it matters. I mean, we just need to get into our room. <laughs> That's really funny because it's a very clearly related to upbringing and everything else. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm way similar to Toby in that way. My mom was is the same way. And Toby's mom is just get stuff done. It doesn't matter. Like, right. however you get it done, you get it done. It doesn't matter if you have to cheat or lie. <laughs> My mom would get up and get like the, uh, if somebody wanted to get like a refill, she would go behind the counter and grab a tea pitcher at the clock and go fill up people's glasses and then the, you know, the waitress comes out and just looks at us, at us funny, stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the good old days. Well, uh, we ready to take our little break so we can get our awesome guest in? Yep, let's do it. Podcasting. We all know it's the wave of the future. By 2017, it's projected that every American will have at least one podcast of their very own. The question is, who's going to host your podcast? Well, the answer, SignalLeaf.com. They host the Bad Christian Podcast, and they're going to host your podcast as well. So if you have one or you're thinking about starting one, go ahead and do it. It's hosting without the headache. It's really easy to sign up. Great customer service. SignalLeaf.com forward slash bad Christian. Let them know we sent you and sign up for your free trial. And we are back. <laughs> uh, we're back with Jared Wilson. We are so glad that he has joined us. Uh, Jared, how are you doing today? 
I'm doing great, man. I'm uh, excited to be on and uh, thankful you guys had me. <laughs> I tweeted you guys pretty quick. <laughs> How did you find out the, uh, that you were on here? Who told you? Oh, dude, I had, I probably had a dozen text messages from different people. I had Facebook <laughs> inboxes. I had no emails all from people that were like, Dude, you got to check out these insert ba- insert bad word here guys that are totally tearing you apart and they don't even know you. I'm like, what oh is going God. on? <laughs> That's crazy. So first of all, on a side note, hey, Tom Cruise, Brad Pitt, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And hey, so did you have anyone actually email you that really heard it for what it was and took it for a grain of salt and actually said, hey, man, you got to check this out. It's pretty funny. Or were they all pissed? Oh, most, I would say about 95% of them were just like, took it super personally. Like, I mean, but then there's also, you know, some of my good buddies that are like, aha, dude, you got to check this out. It's pretty funny. You'll get a kick out of it. Cause I, I don't take a lot of these things personally, but it, you know, it's still, it's, I still want the opportunity to at least come on and at least, you know, <laughs> support myself. And oh, myself sure, up. sure. We'll, we'll, we'll do that for sure. But I'm, I'm curious too. Like, so what was your immediate reaction? Like you were worried about it or thought it was sucky or what? Well, I didn't know what it was at first. And, you know, I knew who you guys were and I knew, um, you know, the, the whole podcast and the, and the website. So I immediately, I was like, all right, I know what these guys are doing. I know at least one of them is a pastor. So (laughs) it can't be, I mean, I'm right down the street from where this guy works. So, you know, it's not, they can't be saying anything too bad. So I took it with a grain of salt, even though a lot of people didn't. (laughs) And then when you heard it, what did you, what did you assess about it? Oh, I mean, my wife and I listened to it together and, uh, you know, we laughed at it because some of it is funny and I'm like, oh, you know, you know, they had nothing to say about my biblical character. It was just the way I dress. So I mean, it was, as long as they don't think I'm some like heresy, I guess they just don't like the way I'm dressed. So I, I'm cool about that. <laughs> I really appreciate too, Jared. You're, you're, you're always saying they. I like that you're including everybody, not just me in this. Uh, That's it's very just a bad Christian brand. Yeah, no. Yeah, Jared, feel free just to say Toby from this point on. <laughs> I got a couple of clips of what Toby said. Let's check them out. All right. This guy is a great-looking man. He's a good-looking dude. I so actually, you're jealous? Maybe even so. I wonder. He's very well-spoken. I think he is very gospel-centered. Likeable. Yeah, I probably. that's what I'm saying. If he comes on the podcast at some point. <laughs> he probably I, will. I, hope, I know. I hope he doesn't because I will just like him. And I have to eat all my words, and it'll be miserable. So you I, don't want to like this guy. No, I don't want to like him, okay? That's the truth. You want me to be honest? I'm a Christian. I believe Jesus Christ, and there's people on earth I don't want to like. Just <laughs> All right, Toby, what do you have to say for yourself now in front of Jared here? Yeah, Toby, I, I why don't you want to like him? Well, I, I, just like what I said, Jared, I do believe that you are a legit dude, a gospel-centered guy. I think that you preach the truth. Uh, I don't. I mean, honestly, all the things I have to say are just... Probably that you look cool. <laughs> Jared, you suck, man. So, I can't so, believe how cool so I mean, you look. That's why I don't, I don't know why all your, you know, your friends or buddies would write you. Because, I mean, basically, I felt like I was saying, man, this guy looks great. He's awesome, good-looking, dude. I would say for me... When, no, but hold on, hold on. Hold on. Go ahead. Matt, do you have any other clips? Because you, you did go after, you basically said you could not follow Right, him. right. That's what I was getting to. I actually said it is very hard for me to... Uh, really take seriously or really listen um, or uh, pay attention, I guess, when somebody is a, is a nice-looking guy that is saying things that I would say uh, don't go as deep as I wish they would. Like, I, I feel like a lot of things you say scratch the surface and are good, but 
I, I don't know how to take some of those things. Like, I think we discussed the post about your dad. And, and once again, I'm sure your dad, I, I don't know, is, is your dad still alive? Yeah, keep going because I got yep. I got a guilt I got a guilt trip for you, but I want you to oh, keep talking. I, 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 I it's coming. I, I was gonna be in tears in a minute. We're gonna you're gonna be his dad is in ICU right yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his, his dad is a war hero, one of the nicest men in the world. Uh, anyway, so I'm just He's saying, being I, visited just, by Obama like, right like for now. example, that one post it didn't scratch. It just kind of scratched the surface. I wish like like I think I even said it in that last podcast. Like, how do I? Use that. All those things are great, but what happens when you know, like my son is, uh, you know, fourteen, fifteen years old, walking down the high school hall with a boner, and he's wanting to check every girl, and he's not at all thinking about, oh man, you know what? I just really want to treat her kind and be the guy that she needs to be. He's thinking, man, I want to do things, and, and so I, I just feel like we can't. I feel like there's so much of that out there of just scratching the surface and the. The fairy tale of if you do this, this, and this, man, it's going to be good. It feels like a romantic comedy ending. You know, everybody's so in love, but every romantic comedy, if it was real, would end in divorce no matter what. So I just felt that's, that's kind of where I was headed. You, you, what's the guilt trip you got for me? No, and to your point, um, I think, honestly, I think that some posts I do are directed towards this kind of really easy, simple to digest, you know, check it out. Here's the checklist. But then also, I mean, I've done some pretty in-depth posts, you know, about drinking, about pornography, about, um, tattoos, you know, it's, it's pretty biblically packed. And I think, um, there's a time and place for each one of those. I mean, my, my point for that post is, you know, here's the guilt trip and I'm not doing it on purpose, but, uh, so my grandfather, um, probably about four weeks ago, maybe longer, uh, was crossing a crosswalk and got hit by a car and not trying to uh, promise like that's honest story. So we were, we were, um, he, he ended up passing away. You know, we all flew out for his, um, for his funeral. I got to speak at the funeral and the entire time that my dad was up there, my grandma's up there, you know, all these people that, you know, really rallied around my grandfather were talking. It was this whole idea of how he respected women. And then all these things that they were saying about him, I was like, Whoa, my dad told me that too. So what that post was derived from was, you know, a conversation between my dad and I and my mom and my wife sitting around, you know, our dinner table talking about the things that, you know, I called him Papa, things that Papa and my dad had taught me about respecting women. And I think at the end of the day, some people it might not resonate with, but to me, I mean, I can, you don't get to see behind the scenes of social media through a blog, you know, the, the conversations that I get to have with, you know, kids at, you know, 12 o'clock at night, one in the morning that are going through these tough times that say, Hey, you know, your initial blog post gave me this idea that I need to start seeking more. So, you know, then they had a phone call with me and I was able to take them down to that next level. So, um, all that to say is I totally see what you're coming from. Um, but also I think there's a lot behind the scenes that people don't get to see. So they can only judge by face value of what is read, you know, via a blog post. Yeah, I, I totally get that, man. And th- that same thing happens with us too. So I, Judging a one post is is never good. It, that kind of it makes for good entertainment, but obviously that that doesn't even begin to capture the whole picture for sure. I think too going back to the other point would be, um, yeah, just the idea of what like you know you looking great. <laughs> yeah, what do you have my to wife, say for yourself on that one, Jared? Know, what do I say to that? I'm like, because me personally, my wife will tell you, dude, I'm one of the most insecure people you will ever meet. I grew up like in high school. I mean, I'm just going to be honest with you guys, you know, suffered with really bad depression, like 
thoughts of suicide left and right, not because of anything crazy. My family life was great. I don't know what was going on, but I just always dealt with this really crazy, insecure life. And so when you guys tell me that, I'm like, what? Because for me, I'm like super insecure. I'm like, you know, I have, I get one little zit on my chin. I'm like, my face is breaking out. I need to go get Epiduo or whatever that thing with Adam Levine that he, you know, he markets. Like, I'm like, I need to get something. So, um, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, just like, I mean, I guess I want to put my best foot forward. I mean, it's more, it's more for me than for anybody else. Yeah, I, I can uh, see that. So you would say probably even your image and stuff that you put off, uh, maybe is even a result of your insecurity. Now, now you're able to control it and you're starting to learn, uh, things. And so you put your best foot forward that maybe that's even born out of your insecurity. Yeah, it might be. And I mean, I've looked, you know, you look at other pastors and other bloggers and other other writers. And I mean, even for some of you guys within, within the music industry, I mean, I'm not going to put some lame picture of me on my album cover where people are like, that guy's a dork. Like, why would I listen to this album? You know, I'm going to want to put something that I think is cool in hopes that other people are going to think the same. And not everyone's going to agree with me, but I don't know. It's just one of those things where putting your best foot forward, I think is, is good in any aspect. Well, let me, let me just ask this question. So when Toby said about how your blog about treating women would affect or not affect his, his son, uh, I think it's interesting the way Toby says that because a lot of Christian people would say, no, I'm going to teach my kid and he will respect women when he's in high school. And Toby is kind of taking an approach that I think is not very normal. Although I think it's probably pretty accurate. Toby's already resigned to the fact that his 14-year-old son is going to be a, a hornball moron dummy. Am I right, Toby? Yeah. Okay. I, so, Jared, how? what do you think about that? Because Toby's saying that it's so, it's might be so lofty that it, that's like not even achievable for him. And then how were you when you were in middle school? Yeah. Did your, did your dad's teachings actually keep you from having sex before marriage? Did you treat women well? Uh, to be completely honest, yes. I mean, when it, throughout high school, uh, junior high and even a little bit after, I mean, I, I didn't have sex until I was probably 19 years old. And that was when I would say I fell away from God, uh, with, you know, it was with one person made a mistake, you know, you know, I'm redeemed, you know, covered in grace. Um, but it was one of those things where all the things that my dad taught me, he didn't, it was cool because my, my dad looked at it this way. It wasn't like, Hey, you need to do this. You need to do this. Cause I'm your dad. And I tell you, it was like, Hey bro, here are the mistakes that I made, you know, here are the things that your mom and I did, you know, before we were married, here are the things that I did with other people before I was married. And like, I just want to be really honest with you. These are the things that I hope that you can live out so that when you have a son one day, you can say that your dad and your dad taught you this and, you know, you you need to have a great reputation. And so all these things are all things that I really took to heart from my father. And although they may not be uh, the parenting style of one person. I mean, I can tell you for sure that it's the way that I'll, I'll look towards my son and, and teach him because it it taught me. Well, so Toby, would you say then that, like you said, that it might, might, maybe it would have been more impactful had Jared said in the post that he did have sex before he was married when he was 19. And that would that have been maybe closer to reaching your son, you think? Well, I just think, yeah, I, I think, I mean, majority, I would say, I think the the number, the stat is like, you know, well, and also it doesn't necessarily mean you're totally disrespecting a female completely if you have sex outside of marriage. Now, that is wrong as a Christian from a Christian standpoint, but that doesn't necessarily mean you were cruel or mean or hateful. But um, if you did something like that, I don't think Jared having sex before marriage meant anything more than, man, he, like he said, he kind of just 
was doing, he's kind of being selfish for himself away from God. So, and that, so you, that, you that gets us all posts like that and things like that end up leading me to go, that's unattainable. That does that sounds like a, a fairy tale. That doesn't sound real. Like, man, if, if you, does anybody actually do all those nine things? And if so, do I want to be like them or, or like Jesus or, or what is that like? You know, maybe that is an example of what Jesus was like. I just feel like, uh, it's for discouraging me, to you, you would even say. Yeah, it, it's almost discouraging to me because it doesn't feel as real as I want it to be. See, but, I would say you are— And that's you, a personal thing. Yeah, you're, you're on the opposite end of the spectrum because I, I, would, I would agree with you moderately with what you're saying with uh, Pastor Jared here. And I would also uh, say what a cop-out that you are pretty much saying— That's that exactly I, what I was going to say. <laughs> you're basically— Let Jared say it then. What was he going to say? My, my idea is to say that this thing is unattainable for you would be, my wife always says, if you shoot for nothing or if you aim at nothing, you'll get nothing. And so my whole idea is like, well, I can, I mean, not cop out, but I'll use that because you, you phrase it. You can, we can cop out and say, well, none of this is actually attainable, so I'm not going to pursue it. But if we actually want to get like a little biblical here, the idea of perfection or actually looking like Jesus isn't obtainable either. But the idea is I at least want to shoot for these things, even though I might not necessarily know in depth uh, exactly what they mean. But if I have an idea of them, I can at least do my best to try to obtain these things in order to you know, become a better person or look like Christ or in this sense, respect women. So um, what you just said was the best, most articulated, a well-worded way of criticizing bad Christian that most people do. Most people criticize bad Christian by saying what you just said, only in a much dumber and uh, meaner <laughs> form. But but what you but you did it way cooler. You did it. You did it perfectly. Jared, how can you do everything cool? Oh, please, man. But I'm. But uh, do you do you find value, or do you have actually dis uh, disagreement with the way that we conduct things? Like you said, you're familiar with our website and what we do. No, not at all. To be honest, my wife and I were talking about it. And I think, so there's this side of me that's like, man, I want to shoot for this, this idea of living like Christ and, and talking like Christ and being a Christian. But then there's also this really nitty gritty, um, um, unfabricated idea of who I am as a person. That is, I have flaws. I say stupid things. I, you know, I say that's what she said jokes when I shouldn't sometime, you know, like I'm still a human. And I think in the same way, I love what you guys are doing because it's showing the authenticity of an actual person and not like this facade cliche. Oh, we have to live like Christ. Like I only go to restaurants that don't have bar and grill attached to them. And I only, (laughs) um, I won't shop at a store if it's next to the Victoria's Secret store. Like that is like just this lofty, whatever idea of Christianity that I think a lot of the world sees. And it's just so lame because I'm not a lame Christian. My wife's not a lame Christian. I like to think that we have a lot of fun and I'm pretty down to earth. So um, all that to say is, no, I think what you guys are doing shows like a raw, organic side of faith that a lot of people, if they didn't see that, they would be totally turned off by the complete opposite spectrum. Yeah, yeah and, and here's, uh, I'll add to that, and you know, something that I was thinking right when we uh, got you on here and started a conversation, there's going to be some people, I mean, and, and let's just face it, this is the reality, there's going to be some people, if they go to jaredwilson.com, they're going to take one look at you and they're going to say, yeah, not interested. I don't want to hear anything from that guy. There's going to be some people that go to badchristian.com and they're going to read one title of our post and be like, 
screw that. I don't want to hear yeah, exactly. what guys have to say. I mean, it's just like we're a body of Christ. Some people are going to listen to bad Christian that won't listen to Jared Wilson. Some people are going to yeah. listen to Jared Wilson that won't listen to bad Christian. And if we all had the same exact voice, uh, it, we would just be way less efficient. Now, the cop-out that I, you know, I have a little different spin than Jared on the cop-out is, Toby, you're basically telling me that Ike is going to be consumed with lust for other women, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Now, do I think Ike That's is going to— That's not gonna, what I said. <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean by that? Because I, I think that my sons will for sure struggle with lust, but I want them to at least know that what they're doing is not right. They don't have to feel condemned. Of course, part but, of their but even right now, but I mean, even right now, when your son is screaming his head off, losing his mind emotionally because he is a kid, you don't go, hey, man, I just want to tell you, that Jesus loves you. And here's some things that Virgil, my dad said, this, this, and that. like you go, no, you have to go to your room or you're going to get a spank. You have to do something, right? So I'm, I'm not, y'all, I think y'all are saying that I'm saying you, you can't attain something, but I'm saying we need to tell the whole story. I just think like, I mean, the best chance I go have is a realistic I, approach. I, I don't think I'm ever going to see you, Jared, really looking bad. Like, I, like you said, like you really do care about like the way you look and you want to present yourself a certain way. And I think you're always going to be that way. Now, that is a little bit of uh, overreaching there. I'm sure there's time. Like you said, right now, I think you're wearing Duck Commander sh- pants. No, you something. know I didn't. Uh, <laughs> dog, dog and sweatpants. But I, bet, but I bet you still look awesome. Duck I bet your Commander. hair's great. I bet if this was a, you know, you'd still look really cool. And I just, that's what I'm saying. Like, I love a little mud in our stories. I love a yeah. little dirt. I love, I just want to get a little more dirty because that's real. Like the things that we're drawn to in this world always are, seem that way. Like the, the television shows, the movies we watch, that reality of, oh man, the good guy isn't so good. That's what everybody's like, oh, that's truth. Oh, okay, wait a minute. I see the truth. And so I think my goal is more than pointing ever to my works or the, the way I am or the way I present something would always be, yeah, in spite of, look at all the stuff I do, good and bad, in spite of that, it's still Jesus. And I, and I do believe you're saying that. I don't, yeah, I don't and I think, at all. Yeah, I think um, one of the things that the post doesn't show is I think it's funny because at the end of the day, I actually think that we're more alike than we th- within these, you know, maybe the blog post would oh, show. Sure. But, Except um, for about 100 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and some facial hair, but, um, <laughs> but like, you know, the, the post says, you know, this, this list of things, but at the end of the day, oh, I can remember super, you know, um, just real raw and organic conversations between my dad and I that are like, listen, dude, this is going to happen in high school. This is going to happen in college. This is what I did. This, this is what I did. Um, and it's not that I, I was ashamed or didn't want to put those things, but I think at the time I didn't even really think about them. It was just like, at the moment, this is what I put down, you know, but if you talk to me in person, I think I could talk about an hour about how the raw and organic, um, side of things would play out too. So, yeah, I think, and that's what you're saying too. Like you said, like, I, I think it's so cool, man, that you would just be honest. Like, Hey man, I, I got away from God. I, I had sex outside of marriage. Um, you know, uh, it just that you would be open about that even here. Like you didn't try to protect your image. So I, I really do appreciate it. And that's what I'm, I, I feel like I long for a little bit of that. Uh, just that, that's what I'm saying. I'm so glad you're here. Cause now, before I wasn't, but now I'm so glad. You, <laughs> now I'm glad you're here because I love hearing that little bit of, hey, man, even with my dad's awesome words, like it, it, in that post, he was like, even with my dad's awesome words, I got away from that. And I did yeah. end up disrespecting a female and Jesus stills right there. Yeah. Even when I was that, I, I said, no, I'm going to treat women the way I want to. I'm going to treat my body the way I want to. Wait a minute. Jesus is still there. I'm still back. He's still, you know, it's still Jesus. It's always Jesus bringing me back, drawing me back, showing me that regardless of, uh, you know, if I 
am the best husband I can be today or the worst, Jesus is still Lord. That's what I love. That that truth never gets old to me. Yeah, yeah definitely. And I think if you talk to, you know, I think a lot of the blog posts do show that. And maybe this might have just been a, a lame one for us to choose and go about because it, maybe yeah. it's not the best reflection of who I am. Like it's a totally, dude, I'm going to write this in 30 minutes because it's at the point in time what was going on with my grandfather. Like it just made sense. But I think at the end of it, when you pull back, you know, the blog title and even just the, the, the list of the blog, I think there's a lot of depth that when you talk to me in person or if, you know, we go out to coffee or like I said, you're one of the kids who calls me and is like, hey, you know, I don't want to live anymore or I did this to my mom and dad or my mom and dad did this to me or so-and-so did this to me when I was little. Can you talk to me? Uh, a lot of people don't get to see those things. And, and frankly, it's because they don't need to. It's between me and someone else. But uh, um, I think blog posts sometimes and even social media – portray just like this face, a really shallow face value of who I am or who you guys may be. Because I don't think it's fair if someone comes up to you guys and is like, oh, bad Christian, the name says it all. I'm out of here. You know, I don't want to be associated with this. Um, And then, you know, vice versa, someone comes to my blog and is like, this dude looks like Macklemore. So I'm not going to listen to him. You're way better looking than Macklemore. Hey, let me ask you (laughs) something. Let me ask you something. Uh, Did... Did Julie at all go Mama Bear? Oh, of course. Like, yeah, <laughs> of course say, she did. It, yeah, because yeah. my wife for sure would have been Mama Bear. Now, after she heard it, you said that you guys laughed together, or was she still a little irritated? Oh no, definitely she she went a little Mama Bear, but it's because she loves me, and Heck it yeah. wasn't it was it wasn't a bad it wasn't downplaying you guys. It was more of like, but they yeah. don't even know you. You know, they don't know us. They don't know our hearts. They don't know our motives. So. And that was something that, you know, we were able to laugh about it. But then there was also the sense of like, man, they don't know us. We need to get on here so they can hear our hearts and hear, you know, the biblical truth of what we actually do and why we do these things. And, you know, these are like a, an entryway for even deeper conversation. So, yeah, we, <laughs> there, was, there was laughing. Yeah, here's what I have learned through all of this, too, is um, and, and this is a huge lesson that my wife pointed out. I think Toby, Toby and my wife are very similar with how they think. They both said. How cool is it? Because most most of the church would say what we did in the last podcast should not have been done. It's inappropriate. It's uncalled for. Toby didn't know you and all that stuff. But but what I heard was a guy, Toby, saying, I don't know this guy. And what I'm thinking is not right. I'm going to end up liking him. I'm in the wrong. This is my sinful heart. And yet, Let's because Jesus is the hero. Can we still talk about these things? Can I still talk about the fact that I'm struggling with how a pastor looks? And now here we are. We all love Jesus. Jesus is the hero. And we're talking about it. And honestly, I think a small segment of the universal church will probably just be strengthened by hearing this conversation. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that one of the biggest things is that Toby here actually did the, probably the hardest thing because all he had to do was not say the guy's name. And it would have been totally fine, but he chose to do the very hard thing to make him look bad. And then I think there's good stuff that comes out of that. Whereas most people just want to look as good as they can and say, well, that's going to help everybody. But I don't think it does. Well, that's what I love too about God, man. He just, even in our mistakes, he just uses it. Jesus just, I mean, even if me just for, even for entertainment did something wrong, like God just totally clears that up. So I think it's funny too, you talking about your wife, Jared, my wife called me right before the podcast. She's like, listen, I've just been praying for you that, you know, you would just be slow to speak and that you would say that. <laughs> I was like, okay. Hey, but you were speaking about your, uh, um, you know, your social media and behind the scenes. We actually got a few, several emails as well about, about talking about you. And so I'm going to read two of them. Uh, the first one is 
is, I won't say the names, but it's, it says, hey guys, this is to a bad Christian, pretty saddened by the stuff you, you guys said about Jared Wilson. <laughs> Guy does a ton of good for the younger generation. The dude helped my wife and I when we were in a tough financial spot, and Jared constantly prayed for me over the phone with the hardships our family was facing. Who cares what the guy looks like? Definitely feel the comments were uncalled for. So I was like, oh, wow, man, that's a, that's a really cool story from behind the scenes, like you were saying. Then yeah, we got cool. another one, too. Here's another one. It said, hey, hey, bad Christian buddies. Just wanted to say I am, uh, I am on Toby's side when it comes to I'm a pastor and I'm getting a divorce guy. Totally forgot his name. Just the fact that he has the, that title and then it's just a boring blog about not using an iPhone just pisses me off. <laughs> just not real to me. This guy needs to calm down. Also, I think he has another blog titled something. Uh, it's another crazy title of a, uh, what does he say? Also, I find it hard to follow a pastor that tries to stay hip and relevant. Uh, and then, but then, you know, says goes who? Off. Says yeah. who? <laughs> so anyway, I thought it was really funny because like, I, like we were saying too, like our blogs have, you know, uh, really interesting titles. And then, you know, you get to the meat of the, of the blog as well. So that, that I just think that's funny, but just two sides of the story. That's, that's what we get all the time, man. We get yeah. right, we're like right down the middle. People saying, man, what, what are you guys doing? Good and bad. So Jared, hate those he, relevant pastors, <laughs> Jared, do you, this is going to be a, we ask weird questions, man. We just do. Uh, do you think that you look hip? Cause it seems like you're what you said earlier in the episode, you would say no to that. I mean, with, with how you feel, I mean, would you say you, you don't think you look hip? I don't know. I mean, to be completely honest, I don't even know how to answer that. I think obviously, <laughs> obviously I, you know, I want to dress my best, you know, if I speak somewhere, I want to dress, you know, in a way that, you know, shows that I care about my wife and I want to represent her well. And, you right. know, I'm not just getting out of bed and like, okay, let's go, let's go preach, right. you know, and, and I don't care about, you know, what I look like. Cause at the end of the day, I think everyone cares what they look like. And right. I'm not here to say that I, dude, I don't spend hours on my hair. I'm not buying, I don't own like 400 cans of hairspray. And, you know, I go shopping every week, dude, I shop at thrift stores. I don't, I don't even do my hair half the time. I throw on a beanie. And so right. it's like, for me, what one person thinks is, oh, he's trying so hard. And in my head, I'm like, well, this is just who I am. I mean, it's a, just like, you know, someone would dress in suits every day or someone's going to wear baggy jeans and a white T-shirt every day. I mean, it's just kind of the way I dress. And for people to, you know, be negative towards that, it's like, well, that sucks because that's just who I am. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, it, what, what I'm hearing is we, we talked about how you looked for 20 minutes in a former podcast and you don't even think about it. That's yeah. just, that's just who you are. It's who you look like. And, uh, so for you, it's not, man, I'm flashy. I look cool. I wear all the right things. It's like, I just put on some dang clothes and put on a hat for crying out loud. And I hear you. man. Yeah. And I think, I think you'd be surprised to know that, you know, my wife and I, dude, I, I literally do. We'll go to these cool little thrift stores. It's like three bucks for, you know, some cool flannel or something like that. We don't, I don't care about the brand name stuff or any of that. I'm just like, cool, if it looks good, if I feel comfortable in it, and that's good for me. And so I think that's the other, the face value of social media. People can, people can see things and be like, oh, he probably does this, this, and this. But it's like, when you get to know me, I'm like, no, that's really not the case. I mean, obviously, I care what I look like. I think anyone that tells you otherwise is lying. Right. Um, but there's, a, there's also a part of me that's, like, yeah, I, I could really care less what others think. I'm just here to 
you know, if I feel good, I'm cool. <laughs> right. It doesn't seem like Toby cares what anybody thinks he looks like, but yeah, I do. Right. No, I, I do. Right. I do care what. Well, I'm just saying. I'm looking at you right now, and it doesn't seem like you give a, a, a rat's ass about what people think you look like. I'm looking at you. So yeah, I, I do look terrible right now. For, <laughs> by, I'm glad this isn't a video. So I tell you, yeah, who so is the, my least favorite people in this story are the people that felt compelled to make sure to stir up trouble that immediately emailed Jared. I think that I think that they should have listened to it and they would have understood it. So I feel bad that people like to cause trouble like that. I don't yeah, know. I agree. And come on, if someone slammed Matt Carter and in, in a post, how would you how would you tell the person? I just thought you should know. There's somebody saying bad stuff about you. When would you ever say that to somebody? No, I would chuckle. Yeah, no, I, that's fine. People that said it was funny, like you got to check this out. Yeah, but I bet you they could say. Yeah, I guess that's you're right. what everybody wants is for everybody to team up. They want they wanted this thing to be like a big collision where we dislike each other and go Republican Democrat on it. That's what everybody wants in Christianity and everywhere else too. I don't like that. Oh, it's Jared, everywhere. How, Jared, how'd you uh how'd you end up I mean, do you, are you just kind of like a new church plant? Did you start a new church? Were you a part of a denomination or what? Yeah, so I started um I would say I like dove head first into ministry probably about eight years ago, nine years ago, uh, started off as an intern, you know, licked, you know, they call it licked boots for three years, just served, did yep. whatever they told me to do. I mean, literally was just there, uh, from there, got a, got a chance to go out and, you know, be a youth pastor at a church plant from there, you know, was, you know, a college slash teaching pastor from there went yep. to kind of went to another pastoral position. And then from there, stepped back and kind of just did the, you know, started writing and kind of this traveling, uh, just teaching at colleges and young adults groups. So, so my wife and I get to travel a lot and speak. And as of right now, that's what we love to do. I mean, for us, because we're young still, we don't have kids yet. Um, we're able to travel a lot and preach and teach at a lot of places that a lot of people don't get to. And we're having a lot of fun doing that. We feel like it's what God's called us to do in the near future. Do I, do we see ourselves being back at a church and, and or planting a church and uh, being part of the local body. And of course, um, yeah. but as of right now, you know, just focusing on writing and blogging and uh, speaking where we get to. So where, where, where is your local body then? Where do you attend? So we're at a, a non-denominational church out here in uh, Bellingham, Washington, which is about uh, probably about two hours out of Seattle. Yeah. Gotcha. So you have, you have Jesus Swagger coming out January, 2015, brand new Correct. book. And then, Already you have uh, 30 words, uh, Devotions for the Rest of Us. Tell us about that devotion book. How'd that uh, name come about, Devotions for the Rest of Us? Yeah, I noticed that, um, I mean, I would say like my target age group of people I like to, um, you know, teach to and and share with is kind of like this 18 to 34 year old we all fall out of that age range. We're all that. Just a reminder of We're how old, old we are. All right. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, sorry about that. Um, so it's this idea, this devotional uh, for the rest of us was, I noticed there's a lot of devotionals for, I mean, brand new believers where it's like day one, God loves you. And you're like, dude, I know that I want something a little deeper, but then there's also the other side of the spectrum where the devotionals have a lot of these and thou's and people are like, what the heck is going on? So, yeah. This whole concept of a devotional for the rest of us was kind of this middleman that um, was heavy with biblical text, but also uh, wrote it out in a simplistic way that people could, you know, digest on their way to work or on lunch break. So it uh, was a really cool idea that seemed to go over really well. People really resonated with it. 
Sweet. So you're heading where in the next couple months? I think you said uh, the Unashamed. Is that a festival or what? Yeah. So Unashamed Night is in uh, Laredo, Texas at uh, Texas A&M International University. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun. They're basically just throwing this huge event called Unashamed. I think some of the like the local worship bands and teachers will be there. Uh, and then we'll be in Pulip, Washington um, at, what is it, Pierce Valley College or Pierce Community College doing their Anchor Club night. Uh, we'll be back in California. I mean, it's just super fun. God has really opened up some cool doors. Um, it's not to say that you know we're all around the world because we're not. But, you know, God's definitely opened up, opened up some fun stuff for us to do. Awesome. So how can people uh, access information on you, uh, get to your Twitter and Facebook and all that stuff? Do you have like a central blog that people can go to? Yeah, everything is just Jared Wilson. I mean, the Twitter, Instagram, whatever, any social network. The, the, the way I spell my name is pretty unique. So I make sure to snag everything up before anyone else can. You got but it's just uh, yeah, I got it locked down. It's just uh, jaredwilson.com, J-A-R-R-I-D, wilson.com. And you can find everything there. Sweet. Sweet. Jared, how did you become familiar with us in the first place? We were surprised that you knew who we were. Yeah, are you Emory fans first or yeah. Bad Christian fan first? Yeah, you want, an, you want another guilt trip? <laughs> oh, so hell. I was like, So I was like, man, you know, here's this Bad Christian thing. Uh, I used to listen to Emory all the time. Love these guys. Then I hear, I hear this Bad Christian podcast go up, and I'm like, what the heck? So, <laughs> so basically, it was, uh, no, I've heard of you guys before. I respect what you guys do. So I'm really excited we got to connect. Yeah, definitely. Hopefully we can uh, stay in contact, man, and maybe do this again sometime. Definitely is uh, good, to, good to talk to you. Yeah, well, we appreciate this very much, Jared. So thank you. Yeah, no, man, I thank- appreciate you guys having me on. It's been, it's hey, been really fun. Yeah, well, we're glad you came, man. And, and we're honestly glad you let us bust your balls a little bit and you, you gave it back to us good. So we appreciate that, man. Uh, make sure you guys check out jaredwilson.com. Um, really cool dude. Uh, glad to have him on. Glad to share uh, be able to join together as Christians, have some disagreements, but no matter what, Jesus is always the truth. So that's really cool, man. Cool. Talk to you guys later. Can you believe that guy? Ugh. Whatever, you guys. Ugh. Just kidding. Hey, I, told you, I told you he'd be great. I told you. We all hey, knew that would happen. He would say the right things and, and do the right things. Yeah, but he wasn't doing it for the sake I, of doing it right. He was no, just I know. a legit that's dude. What, I know. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we always achieve our goal of making ourselves look bad. Once Toby, again. you don't even That's try to sound like an asshole sometimes. You just do. So I have to translate for you to other no, people. You have a no, very, you overdo that. You have a very warped brain. Like you need to protect everybody. <laughs> yeah, you way overdo that. It's unbelievable. Hey, hey, what was was the orgasm stuff really offensive? Totally. I was unbelievably mortified. <laughs> you were. Yeah. You of all Dude, people were. You were talking about orgasm, and then you started making noises going, <laughs> oh. That was you, man. Oh. That wasn't me. That was you. That was not me. Uh, you are disgusting. Matt, Matt, was the orgasm stuff out of hand? Yes. Yes, of course it was. We, I mean, we. this is just <laughs> one of the things. We just let you hang your own self with your own noose. But, yeah, you're a moron. You're a total. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, wow, guys. Wow. All right, let's do I, a couple of news stories and get out of here. In the news today, I want to start doing a little segment called In the News. Yeah, can we have, can we have different music for In the News? Um, I don't have any music loaded up. Um, except for, let's see. All right. Okay, so put the news in there. Here we go. All right. Well, in the news, um, 
very recently, guess who died? The Ultimate Warrior. Did, yeah, Matt, did you ever watch yeah. wrestling? Yeah. Did, you, did you guys watch wrestling? Yeah. Oh, of course yeah. yeah. It's really bad because he was actually at the... Uh, I no, thought, you know, rumors surfaced like 20 years ago that he died yeah. in like a boating accident. Well, there's this big thing now, you know, obviously re- pro wrestlers, like they actually really do die pretty young. He was only 54 years old. And uh, he had, and he had two very very young daughters, like uh, it's really eleven and thirteen. Uh, and uh, it was really sad because he was just at the WWE Hall of Fame, being inducted into the Hall of Fame three days before he died. God, man. I know. Well, at least he made it. All right. And also in the news, Andrew Dice Clay, the Dice Man, the Dice Man is getting a divorce. No way. Uh, this is second this, wife, yeah, right? This is his third divorce. Third actually. divorce. And uh, here's what's really crazy. He says that uh, him and his wife, although they're getting a divorce, are more in love than ever. He said that actually um, get the word marriage and the idea of marriage was destroying them. So they're actually getting a divorce but are more in love now. I what can't stand that. I mean, I love the Dice Man. Don't get me wrong. He's the best. But <laughs> I, the same as uh, Chris Martin and Gwen that just got divorced, and they talk about how they love each other more than ever and how close they are and all that kind of stuff. I think that's just total crap that they get to – even get divorced and then still say awesome stuff. I think it sucks. <laughs> I agree with you. I don't really understand the point of that, but he says that it's just the idea. Yeah, it makes him sound dumb, if anything. Do you get the irony in what Matt just said? Like, people are always busting us for being lackadaisical with sin and stuff, but Matt just said that this guy is, shouldn't be allowed to say cool stuff after getting it divorced. No, I'm saying they, 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 everything they do is so cool. You know, Chris and Gwyneth Paltrow, and then even when they get divorced, it's like they're just, it just sounds so nice. I mean, that's not, you shouldn't get to do no, that. It's, I'm not it's saying not, it's wrong. I'm just saying it sound, ex- makes them sound dumb, if anything. Like, okay, if you're so in love, why you get a divorced, moron? You guys were extras in a movie with Gwyneth Paltrow, and y'all said she was just ravishing, right? I mean, yeah, like, she was true. Yeah. Yeah, that, I'm glad that's all you remember about that. I'll talk to your wife about that. <laughs> Moving on in the news, two stories about, uh, I guess you'd call them pastors. The Atlanta Archbishop, Wilton Gregory, um, is, is apologizing uh, for building a $2.2 million house <laughs> with uh, money that was given uh, by, I think it was the grandson who of uh, the author of Gone with the Wind. Left hang a, a second. Uh, how do you apologize for building a big house? Is it how, <laughs> how do you apologize for that? I'm sorry about that. I'm yeah. sorry about this house that I'm standing in right now. Um, <laughs> it, that, that, basically, that's it. He said, I'm sorry. I, I used bad. He said, I thought I was doing the right thing to, to an extent. He just basically said, thought I was doing the right thing. And I think he is going to. He's talking now. He said, I will, I'll sell the house if I need to. And I think he's going to. It's that same idea of just, uh, you know, he That's thought, cool. I'll do this and I'll, I, this way I can really entertain and I can do all this. But I hate, I don't care what anybody says. Anybody that builds a gigantic, humongous house that has millions of dollars, if they're a pastor and they're just saying, oh, this way we can really entertain, that makes me mad. Because my house that I live in is an apartment. It's 1,500 square feet and we have a small group there sometimes and there's easily, uh, you know, seven, eight to ten people there. I've been over there. Our ass was entertained. We weren't right. going off. I mean, well, it's not like it's unbelievable. So why does everybody need something so huge? It's just, it, it's just another, well, I know we talked about this with Jess Rapp, but it's just a, 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 a little bit of a moral lapse in judgment. You know, I just, I thought this and, you know, how do you really think taking people's tithing money, money they donate to the church and using it for your house? Well, it makes Stephen Furtick look a little better. Yeah, that's true. Was it how big was how much was Stephen Furtick's house? No, I think just Stephen Furtick. It wasn't necessarily directly related to the tithes. I mean, he's saying, oh yeah, just the house thing, you know. 
Superman yeah, anyway, big okay. Well, also in the news, another pastor of a mega church. His name's Bob Coy. I'd never heard of him before, but I think a lot of people know yeah, him. Yeah, you know that's my brother's church, right? Is, is it? Is it yeah. really? Oh, I didn't know that. It was your brother. How's he doing with it? I haven't talked to him, but I texted and just said, hey, sorry about your pastor praying for him. And he said, thanks. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it up right What's now. What's the story? Sorry. What did he do? Uh, they, I mean, obviously those details aren't out, but just moral failure. failure I mean, well, so before he became a pastor. Hey, Bob- by, by the way, awesome teacher. I mean, I love this guy. Just really? unbelievable teacher. Yeah. Well, back in the day, he said he was a cocaine addicted alcoholic womanizer. And so uh, he came out. The ex-Calvary Chapel leader vacated his position. I'm reading this from uh, Christianity Today. Um, And citing moral failure. I'm just like, man, just say what you did. Yeah, I agree. We did. We talked about that with Jeff Surratt, and it just it would benefit everybody to just hear it, and then like not in crazy detail, but just say it. We all know, and then just move on. But don't yeah. we all know what that means? No, I mean, you would guess it just means like uh, infidelity or something sexual. For, I mean, that's the, that would be the guess. I'm not saying that's what it is, but that, that's what it leads you to believe. But also, it just brings up the point again. Is this just, I mean, is it just making somebody famous So, and that's just going to lead them to that? I mean, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's too enticing to yeah, be in those yeah. positions, I, f- I think. Like, it's, it's, it's almost, I mean, I've, we, we've been there. We've been a very popular, famous band for a long time, and you really do have to protect yourself, and you have to have people uh, surrounding you that say, man, you are a dumbass. And even still, I, I mean, I preacher. people aren't realistic about the amount of, uh, like, if the amount of people given enough power, the percentage of them that would have moral failure is yeah. just, I mean, it's so much higher than people think it is. I bet it's 50, well, I have, uh, 80%. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard from a, a very, um, not only reliable, but also loving source. So this isn't someone that was slamming uh, Pastor Coy, but basically said he was completely isolated. So when Toby says he needs to have people around him that says, dude, you're being a dumbass, he didn't have one. Yeah, I he didn't have that. one person saying, what are you doing? Like, what are you thinking right now? Well, we've talked and, about uh, Thor, but how do you get well, bigger and bigger? Whose yeah, fault is that? Fault. No, I think it's the everybody's fault. That's what I'm saying. Like everybody's lifting this guy. Oh man, yep. he preaches so good. He is man. He's dynamic. Look at our church growing. It's all this stuff. Uh oh, this guy's becoming uh what bigger and bigger spiritually. He's a spiritual leader. He's uh, our spiritual leader. He's leading us. Man, he does no wrong. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, you then can he, almost not blame him. He's just a man. I mean, that when at what point in the last 20 years? Is that guy, I mean, probably in the last 10 years especially or whatever, his church got bigger, was he going to go, oh, yeah, man, last night I really looked at pornography. Last night I actually smoked a joint. Last night I thought bad things. Last night I was mean to my wife. I, I, don't, I don't know if that happens. That's why I really respect our pastor, Pastor Greg, so much. I heard him say this. And I was like, man, gosh, this, this guy sees it. Um, he said, you know, he said, you have to ask people. He said, you think I'm going to always tell you? I mean, or uh, he might not have been referring to himself. I should say this clearly. Basically saying that people, however he said it, I'll paraphrase here, guys and girls don't tell you everything. You have to ask them. You know, I mean, like you have to ask me. You're powerful. Yeah, you have to say, what am I looking at? What what are you, how is your wife and you? What's going on with your finances? What are you thinking? You know, I mean, like how does it get to where a pastor can buy a $2.2 million house with somebody who passed away that donated to the church? Because they ain't Unless, got any real friends. Yeah, you need somebody to go, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. You, you're going to take that money and do what? Man, you, what? You got to be bullshitting me, right? <laughs> you kidding, ain't you, man? Come on. Bob Coy. What? <laughs> Bob. <laughs> My man, Bob. You joking, man. <laughs> you're not going to do that. Get away from that girl. He's going off. 
Ah, Bob, you're joking, right? <laughs> Bob, get away from that girl. I mean, that's what you got to do. Bob, that's, that's right. cocaine, fool. That's cocaine, Bob. Get away from that, boo. All right, man. Come on, let's go. Waffle House, we're going to go talk. I got a uh, confession for you guys. Okay. Um, I just, uh, and, and Toby, I've actually heard you, you're usually argumentative. Um, so that would be your natural stance to this. But thank you, Joey. <laughs> but I've also heard you actually say this. I know what I'm about to say is wrong. So I don't need anybody to write me or tweet or Facebook and say, hey, come on, you have to understand, blah, blah, blah. I know what I'm saying is wrong. Deep down inside, I just don't see how I would have an affair. I just yeah, don't I see it. I, I don't like, and, and uh, we will try not to be crass here, but I mean, Toby, uh, it, somewhat in his words, actually said, if I'm about to take girls, a girl's clothes off and I'm about to, you know, have intersect. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of me, man? I'm having intersex? What does that even mean? How dare you? <laughs> Intercourse. Jerry like, Wilson's fans just signed off. They are not listening anymore to this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, basically before, I mean, I think you even said before I would even stick it I, I, in. No, I just, no, you don't have to say that far. You don't have to say any of that. I'm not going that far with my thoughts. What Joey's trying to say <laughs> is before the weight of that, I just, there's no way it would even be enjoyable because I love my wife and I couldn't imagine having to tell her that. <laughs> that, right. that God gave me such an awesome lady that, uh, and I mean, and all of our wives in, in the world, wives are awesome ladies. Men are awesome husbands. And, and as much as we get stuff wrong, um, you know, if you're trying to make your marriage work and, and, and especially when you're centered around Christ, you know, how can you even enjoy that? That's what I'm saying. Well, you I know, mean, I'd you know, say I completely disagree with you guys because all you're saying is, number one, there's only two ways to take that. Either you are way better than other people or, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, that's it. That's all the thing you could say. That's all you're saying. I'm saying I'm way weak. The statistics are people cheat like crazy. So. Oh, yeah, you're right. But I'm saying I just could not carry that weight and I just would hate it. And it would, I mean, how would my wife ever trust me again? How would I trust myself? Yeah, but that same thing you're saying is the same thing anybody who, before they ever cheated, would have said. Think, that's why I'm saying No, I don't think I'm, so, man. I think most people go, I'm not going to cheat. That's what you're I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm saying I think if, if I did, it would be just terrible. I, I'm saying, man, thinking about cheating, oh, man, that would just be awful. I'm thinking about cheating. Like, that would be awful. This is what would happen. This, this, this. I think other people just go, yeah, that's not going to happen, man. We're in love. And yeah, that's what maybe. But I'd, I'd, I would have to go on record saying I believe there for sure is a chance for you and you and me to cheat. Nobody I agree. Does. That's what I'm I'd, saying. Yes, I agree with you. I'm telling I mean, you that it could still happen is what I'm saying. But it's I possible. Just, I can't conceptualize it, and I know that's what everybody who ends up having an affair says. Right. And so I, sometimes I'm scared to death that I would even say that, but I have to also be honest. And, I mean, I've told Priscilla, I said, look, you know, uh, from my heart, I just don't see how it's even possible, and yet I know that it's possible. Like, she doesn't – she it doesn't make her feel good for me to say I'll never have an affair on you because for her, that's like, well, that's a scary thing to say. I mean yeah, – yeah. But anyway – all right, that's all my news for today, guys. So I enjoyed the news segment, Toby. Thank you for preparing it. Yeah, I'm, I'd like to start doing that from now on. Um, so yeah, thank you guys for listening today. I am. It's kind of funny. Like I'm. I'm wondering. Like, what does Jared Wilson and his wife now look like? Just walking around town. Perfect. Yeah, you know, just perfect. They probably have like a perfect cinnamon dolce latte, <laughs> two pump. Just you know, picnic on an island. Yeah. Jared Wilson, I got your back. Canoe babe. ride. He I, got your back. I, I, I did, did want to ask him, but I just couldn't bring myself to like on his. 
on his website, I was thinking, he, there's one picture where he's like looking down and he's pulling his hair back. And I just wanted to ask him what he was thinking in that picture. <laughs> what are you actually thinking? Toby and Matt, I've looked at Emory pictures before and I'm just like, what in the hell are these You're guys right. thinking? This yeah, is I mean, we, it's not, obviously it's fine. It's just everybody knows they try to look good. Everybody knows that all the all, only deal is Toby's just saying, I judge people when I look at them. And anybody that, does, that doesn't say that they do that is lying. So thank you for not lying, Toby. Yeah, yeah I agree. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad Toby shared those thoughts for sure. Yeah, it made a whole podcast. That's good. Yeah, and Jared did text and said that he had a blast and he thanks us. And, uh, yeah, good. He, he uh, just like I said, that's what I'm saying. I don't know why people were so upset because the things I said I thought were great. I just said, man, the guy. They're not upset. They're just trying to cause drama. So all y'all, knock it off. Joey, I do want to say I think it's cool that you get Jared's back. Like maybe even one day, um, you know. Is this a fat joke? No, no, it's being serious. Say, never mind. <laughs> no, go for it. I was gonna say. <laughs> this one, I was gonna say, man, it would have been cool if, if Jerry could have baptized you. He had to do it at Sea World, but because you're so fat, <laughs> that wasn't a good one. Hey, uh, don't forget that uh, next week we'll be hanging out with Luke Rogers, uh, super cool guy. Good Why are you friend. saying this so boring? Good friend. Get some life to it. Pep it up. We're getting out of here. Do it, Joey. Okay. Hey, guys, listen up here. Next week, we've got an awesome guest, Luke Rogers. Hell yeah! Yeah, baby. Uh, super, super awesome guy. Uh, good friends of Toby and Matt. Uh, super successful business in the athletic world. And uh, he happens to be brothers with Aaron Rodgers. Super and Jordan Rodgers. Yep, Super Bowl MVP and uh, of the greatest team in the world. Green Bay the Packers, baby. Pack, Green Bay Packers. Hey, hey, can you Green believe that Bad Christian uh, founders, Toby, Matt, and Joey, are all in agreement with college football and pro football? That is why we're able to do what we do folks that is why and just we- to clarify we love the clemson tigers we hate the gamecocks we hate love it. the green bay packers and we hate the chicago bears so, yeah nope. there you go that's where i stand against with y'all you I do not hate the bears Sorry. i guess i don't hate the bears either what about uh, minnesota uh yeah i don't like them yeah minnesota vikings but i like the so. bears and the lions all right we're gonna get out of here make sure you See stop ya. by badchristian.com uh our our store is up now Go by and check it out. We're selling all kinds of things. Uh, Joey's so fat, he's even selling shade on there. So, all right. We'll see you guys later. Peace.